could not be more professional. And now, back to Dave Goulet. <laughs> Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total photonic reversal. Photonic reversal. With your hosts, Conan Neutron and Brenna Betts. Coming to you from the heart of the historically hipster mission. A gigantic middle finger to everything that is rock about music, rock and roll, and corporate power. I'm from the South. Nice. I'm a Southern Belle. Confidence of a hero or a fool. I wasn't exactly certain which. I'm known for many things and strong invectives are one of them. Conan, you have a lot going on right now. It means something. Well, we all deserve to be recognized. See anything wrong with, you know, being into the stuff you're into. 150 people with a massive crowd, you know. We'll sing you a song. He may be led astray. Meatloaf has a Christmas album. What an excellent professional segue that was. Well, I'm very curious about Math Rock. You know, I kind of know the sound man for Rob Zombie. I'm presenting you the illusion of choice. We will impress you later. Yeah, it's a very good question, and I like that because it's either beginning, middle, and an end. Could not be more professional. Get you pumped up. We have answers. I just want to bring something up that I noticed via postings on the internet. That's like a science thing, right? Here we are, everyone, once again, to the one, the only Protonic Reversal. We thank you once again for joining us in this all darkest hour. Oh, yes. You're listening to Protonic Reversal. On Radio Nope, here in our darkest hour... As House Trump has sieged, lead siege to the Iron Throne. Yes. Triumphing over the dismal House Cruz and House Kasich. Whose banner most definitely is it? A sandwich or a cheesesteak of some kind. The guy likes to eat. 
Oh, American politics. Dynasties. Tis crazy. Tis crazy, say I. But we're here to assume the craziness. Uh, I'm also dumping out of that bit. Uh, we have a excellent guest today. Today is DJ Hustler from Body Futures, if I had a hi-fi. Former guest of the show, friend of the show, friend in real life. And impres- impresario? Impresario. Sure, I'm going to use impresario. Of unintimidated Wisconsin musicians against Scott Walker. An incredible culture jamming. Well, I don't know if culture jamming is the correct term. An incredible musical and zine accompaniment with video accompaniment project against the conservative Koch brother funded governor of Wisconsin, Scott Walker. Not the musical Scott Walker. I know everyone thinks they're clever when they say that, but it's not the same guy. And we're going to talk to him shortly. I'm really looking forward to this. This is a... Uh, it's a hell of a project. It's a hell of a zine. And, you know, hey, we're we're getting right down to it. So let's start off with one of the songs off of the Unintimidated soundtrack. We're just going to get right down to it. Uh, no Brenna today. Yeah, this is Tyranny is Tyranny, three-point program to destroy Wisconsin.
All right, and that was Foulmouth with Too Tired to Riot off of Unintimidated, Wisconsin Musicians Against Scott Walker. Hell of a compilation, hell of a zine, hell of a project, and we have the the impresario of said project with us right now. Uh, DJ, welcome back to the show, man. Why, it's great to be back, Conan. It's been, uh, what, a little, little over a year now since 16 and I were there. Yeah, a little, little, little bit over a year, I think. The crowd, of course, going wild. Yeah, yeah. The concert crowd going crazy. <laughs> oh, you got a second wave going. That's always good. They're insatiable. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, this, is a, this is a hell of a thing, man. This is a hell of a presentation. This, this is a the kind of political spectacle and political protests that I can certainly get behind. And uh, it's 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 no small undertaking is probably <laughs> the best way that I can put it. I right? imagine I I imagine you would know something about that. And I gotta I gotta give you props on the show right away. I mean uh, the Carl Rowe Courage and Courage and Consequence uh, vinyl comp that you did um, had some inspiration in at least us naming it unintimidated as a bit of a culture jam uh, against Scott Walker's autobiography of the same name. Right, so. right. And that, and I did mention the whole culture jam aspect to it. Uh, I, I realize I never explicitly asked you if that was a reference to it, but I kind of just made I, I put two and two together. I'm smart. I can put two and two together. <laughs> uh, yeah, because, yeah, unintimidated. Wow, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so unintimidated, he killed his campaign after 71 days. Yeah, it seemed, oh. seemed like he was plenty intimidated to me. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, hey. Uh, yeah. So this is if for people not familiar with this project. This is a uh, affiliation of different types of bands getting together and ostensibly writing songs about and recording songs about how much your governor is a human piece of shit and totally terrible. Is that is that an astute observation? <laughs> That is uh, that is it in a nutshell. It's uh, uh, sixteen uh, total Wisconsin bands uh, of various rock and roll type genres, all kind of centered around noise rock and punk. Although there's a there's a couple outliers, but uh, yeah, it's it, it's all people that I knew when at one point I uh, threw out a um, a thread on Facebook saying. Who wants to write a bunch of angry songs about Scott Walker? They all immediately lined up and said, <laughs> yes, we'll do that. Yes, we'll do that. Of course we'll do that. And uh, it just kind of snowballed from there. It was me and uh, Tony Weber from Heavy Hand deciding that we were sick of being slacktivists and just bitching on Facebook all day and hitting send and feeling like we accomplished something and actually decided to accomplish something. Right, and for those that maybe lack the cultural reference points of all the things that Scott Walker has done to Wisconsin, uh, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, the the right-to-work thing is obviously a huge thing. The the complete assault on organized labor. I mean, it's like, I mean, that's something that, you know, we've heard about all all the way on this coast. You know, it's it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, and... Yeah, At 10 was the big one, obviously, back in 2011, which uh, inspired the If I Had a Hi-Fi song, Imperial Walker, that uh, um, we recorded back then to raise some money for Russ Feingold's Progressives United pack, which also kind of 
planted the seed for us doing this uh, down the road. And uh, that was the big one. Other than that, I mean, if you live in a state with a Republican-controlled legislature and or governor, chances are they're doing the same shit there. So, right, right. Uh, defund- yeah, defunding Planned Parenthood, um, passing anti-LGBT laws uh, all over the place. Um, just voter slashing, ID laws, uh, <laughs> for no, voter for... ID laws, slashing school spending. Uh, you know the the blueprint is there and it's being followed everywhere. Right. It doesn't seem like it's a, a random occurrence at all. There's definitely like a, a plan to it, like a, a method to it. Uh, you know, it's it's it seems yeah, very and consistent. it's so funny. I, I just I had a I've. Um, a, <laughs> Uh, an old, uh, old, uh, childhood friend of mine, um, who, uh, grew up to actually become a, uh, Republican, uh, working in a PAC out in, in a pack out in, uh, uh, DC often likes to, or liked to, uh, scoff at the idea of, uh, Republicans getting their marching orders from someplace. Like, oh, yes, we're all getting Carl Rove's, uh, uh, blueprint, like, facts to us every day. But, I mean, take a fucking look, you know, like the same, <laughs> right. it, it yeah. literally is the same shit in every state. And I mean, we've, oh, we've got some, we've got a douchebag in our legislature now talking about re uh, reintroducing a transgender bathroom bill now after the North Carolina uh, passed it. So it's, it's, it's everywhere. And the same shit. Right. And those laws, as you know, most thinking people know, really have, not even that much to do with actual restrooms. It's just designed to make people feel uncomfortable and unwelcome, really. And it's 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 a way that they can yeah. that they can do. It's a way to be an asshole <laughs> to people that generally like have a a much harsher go of things than uh, you know quite a lot of us on on a regular basis. But it's it really like I I would. I find it interesting the specious rationale used for these like restroom bills of of just like why this is mm-hmm. the problem that you're concerned with, huh? This is the thing, right? Like, yeah, tell me how this is going to create a job, like more security guards by bathrooms at Target. Right? I guess yeah. I don't know. Well, it t- <laughs> turns out that all the jobs are gone, but everyone's guarding a restroom now. So there's one guard for yeah. every restroom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the it, security it's... business is through the roof. It's a good thing we got that emergency <laughs> session of our house in to be able to vote on that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, a bunch of us got super fed up um, with just sitting around and griping about it. And, uh, you know, the thing is, um, I'm not really good with uh, actual, like, political action. You know, like, I'm not the guy that's going to go around and canvas and knock on people's doors. Oh, it's it's terrible. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I've, I've actually tried it. I'm not good at it. But I'm really good at yelling into a microphone, and all of my friends are really good at yelling into microphones. So we decided we would do that and raise money for some awesome causes. Like, as um, I'll, I'll just throw it out there right away, like this CD and DVD set that we've put out is raising money for Planned Parenthood. It's raising money for uh, a couple soup kitchens in Milwaukee, and that's uh, a, cre- a constructive thing that we can do with our fucking rage. Right, and it's working towards something because the the frequent criticism towards things like this is, oh, you're yelling about something someone else is doing, like whatever. What are you doing? So it's 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 nice exactly. that you're you're putting those so, efforts so at forward. Can, at least way. I can 
At least I can quote Minor Threat and say, at least I'm fucking trying. Right. right. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I mean, I think it's fascinating that Scott Walker, I mean, there was a recall effort against him. And we have, as you know, uh, here in California, we had one of those as well and it was yeah. wi- wildly successful <laughs> uh, by by the metrics of it doing what it was intended to do. <laughs> I guess maybe. I think it was the sheer numbers because didn't you guys have like seventy five people on the ballot or something? Like we that? we we did, and to to give just a a quick sidebar, a fascinating thing about the California recall is that Gray Davis, the governor who was in fact being recalled, that uh, lost you know nine million dollars to Enron ostensibly, uh, yeah. and the whole rolling blackout thing. He really thought he was going to beat the recall. So he could have ended that immediately by resigning. And then the lieutenant governor, Cruz Bustamante, who's a fool, a tool, and a not a good guy at all, just a terrible politician. Right. Uh, but he was the, the Demo- Democratic heir apparent. So that you're supposed to vote no on the recall and vote for Cruz Bustamante. And <laughs> he could have at any moment in time stopped that by just resigning. But he really thought he was going to beat this recall election, and that was not the case because what <laughs> what the case was is nobody liked him at all. Like even his <laughs> even his own party didn't like him. So nobody, right. everyone voted yes on the recall, as we now know. Uh, you know, Mary Carey, Gary Coleman did not get elected. Larry Flint did not get elected, <laughs> but Arnold Schwarzenegger did, and that was a real thing that happened. Yeah. That may have seemed really funny, not here, but it was not. Very funny. Right. <laughs> the, joke, the joke got old and, real quick. And irony of ironies, uh, having no no previous governor in American history had uh, survived a recall, so why he thought he would be the first, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. But, but ironically, guess who did? Yeah, Mr. Scott. Oh, boy. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, was, it was largely because... Um, the alternative that the Wisconsin Democrats served up was the same guy that he beat in his original election in 2010. Yeah, that's the baffling a, thing to me. That baffles me. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, hey, yeah. uh, didn't work last time. Uh, let's just do that same thing again, huh? How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's, and the thing is, what a lot of Democrats in the state fail to understand is to, to keep get your listeners uh, up to speed. The opponent was Milwaukee Mayor Tom Barrett, who is a perfectly serviceable mayor. He's he he hasn't wrecked the city, but he's yeah. It's it like a like a lot of Democrats these days. It's just kind of coasting, keeping the business as usual kind of thing. Right. And and what he's he's, sit, he, he's in, sitting there with the floaty in the pool and thinking he's an Olympic swimmer. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And as long as the people who vote for him in town like aren't completely miserable, he's going to be fine. Also, you know, Milwaukee is a Democratic stronghold. Um, he really doesn't have to do much because he's not really in a lot of trouble from his left, and he's really not in a lot of trouble from his right because barely anybody in the city votes Republican. Um, but outside of Milwaukee... Rural Wisconsin resents the hell out of Milwaukee. There's a real 
yeah, there's a there's a real uh, feeling of urban resentment, like oh, those big city folk think they're so much better than us, and sometimes, unfortunately, that's not unjustified. Um, <laughs> yeah, t- turns out it's true sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm not saying that as a good thing or as a as a way to you know rip on uh, small town Wisconsin because that's where I grew up. I'm I'm actually saying that that's a kind of a failing of Milwaukee, um, and there's but there's a lack of of seeing that and being able to reach out into rural areas and and see um kind of where middle ground can be can be reached and how everybody can work together to uh make the state better and instead um talk radio in this state and the republican party in this state has worked very very hard to nurture those divides and basically kind of create two Wisconsins, the the Madison, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and the everywhere else Wisconsin. Right. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it sucks. I don't know how else to really summarize it. Well, and it's for a state that has such a long and proud uh, progressive history, too. It, it's it's kind of jarring yeah. to have people so easily led around by the nose, almost, right? I mean, you, you'd like to think that, yeah. <laughs> you know, those that are, do not know history are doomed to repeat it, right? It's not like these are new exactly. things. Um, you know, I'll give you a great, uh, a great recent example of, of uh, rural Wisconsin voting against its its interests, um, I and I didn't even know this until recently. Um, in Wisconsin, um, I, I'm not sure if there's a I'm sure there's a similar program in other states, but there's a rural program in Wisconsin called 4-H, which uh, basically it's a it's a you know it's a public program that um, fosters uh, you know basically like takes youngsters in rural country in counties and in, in the country and gets them trained up on you know stuff like farming and you know crafts and construction and sure, art yeah. Yeah. and uh yeah you know like they they do you know make a build a diorama and show it at the local county fair that's like kind of what 4H does and it's it's hugely hugely popular because it you know it gives kids something to do it gives kids into invested in the community and in farming and in all this stuff. Well, I found out recently that 4-H is funded by UW school extension branches, which is uh, of a, kind of the smaller satellite schools, kind of like the community college versions of the larger UW schools, whose funding is getting completely gutted and slashed by, guess who, Scott Walker and oh, Republicans. Great. So, so they're gutting all this really valuable stuff that their very own voters look toward, but unfortunately not a lot of people, like I said, myself included, We're even aware don't it's know that yeah. there's a connection there. Yeah. Well, you can't. You kind of. You kind of got to go down to the sub sub basement of the uh, of the records office and uh, you know dig around like the the dustiest file cabinet to find the information. So. Exactly. Exactly. And and by the time you realize it, it's you know it's been going on for like six years. And what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. And that's other than get pissed off. <laughs> 
Yeah, and th- it's a shame that, that that can even happen anywhere, but it's, you know, it's all more shameful when it's something that's very important to the I- identity of a state, even, really. Yeah. That it's yeah, just like, exactly. oh, wow, you don't care about that, huh? <laughs> okay, that's yeah, bizarre. Yeah. Everything, yeah, everything people think of when they think of Wisconsin, they think of farming, they think of the outdoors, they think of, uh, you know, the even, you know, they even, you know, Let's throw beer out there, sure. Um, you know, smaller beer manufacturers have tighter, you know, like have are having a harder time. Um and you know, God bless God bless New Glarus, the makers of Spotted Cow, they despise this guy and have been <laughs> not quiet about it and it's made me very happy and proud to drink their beer. Yeah. It's like good uh, on New Glarus. Yeah, they make a good product and it, they have a good stance. Support them. Yeah. <laughs> We'd like to welcome our new sponsors, yeah, New Glarus Brewing Company. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, everything, yeah, everything people know Wisconsin for, everything they've learned that Wisconsin is great for, is slowly getting gutted. And those of us who see it happening are just, it, it, we feel slightly less powerless being able to make some art that expresses our, our rage about it. And it at least allows us to take some measure of control over at least some form of messaging about it, if nothing else. Right. And it's, well, as, as you know, as you mentioned, it's a way for people to actually exercise some control over a relatively uncontrollable situation. And yeah. And, you know, raise some money for some good causes as well that are very much under attack. And yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's at the end of the day, that's a pretty, that's a pretty nice thing overall. So, and, and again, it's, we, we, at the time of this recording, we're in a Trump ascendancy. I did like a little uh, bit with the Game of Thrones going on uh, about <laughs> House Trump overtaking House Cruz and uh, House Kasich. House Kasich, of course, whose banner is a gigantic sandwich uh, because yes. that, that guy likes to eat. <laughs> And surprised he doesn't look like Chris Christie, actually, all things considered. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the important thing with that is Scott Walker was kind of considered one of the sort of heir apparent's top front runners for the presidential nomination before uh, Trumplandia occurred. And it's- yeah, and that's that's when the project got inspired. Really, is when he kind of officially announced that uh, he was going to be running last year, and that was kind of the uh, a lot of the impetus behind Tony and me uh, putting this project together was was a, a bit of like you know uh, I guess reignited anger over just like the you know the watermelon sized balls on this guy to take the whole like I busted unions and make that his platform to be like the leader of the free world. Right. Like we're getting, and that, we're also going to do that to all these other States because this is the correct thing to be doing. Yeah. That's a, yeah, exactly. And of course then he got blown out of the water completely in the debates by, uh, our new, uh, our new Republican candidate for president, our new overlord. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my uh, everyone, welcome our new overlord with open arms. <laughs> no, I do not. Uh, yeah, and it, but it's hard. It's weird to think about that. I mean, that guy was considered like a major contender, like top top three contender of like, well, it's going to be uh, one of these guys, and you know, hey, yeah, 
17 and, candidates and you know, later. Like, <laughs> and it, it's, it, it, yeah, it's amazing how fast he crashed and burned. And I remember a lot of people being really stoked when that happened. And my response was, you know what, assholes, that's great. We're still stuck with him here. I was going to so. say, he's still in elected office, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be cool if when you yeah, dropped, he's the it, worst. It, 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 <laughs> if when you, got dropped out of if he dropped out of the race like that also meant somehow that like he had dropped out of being governor as well that'd be fantastic but that is not in fact what right. it means <laughs> no unfortunately uh you do not have to uh abdicate your governorship to uh run for run for higher office which uh i feel like a lot of people thought that would happen and to which my response was uh study up on your civics? I yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... You I think Scott it, Walker would abdicate his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Dixie I'm... just got home from work, by the way. <laughs> I, so, so I hear, so I hear. Welcome back, Dixie. Uh, it almost seemed like John Case had abdicated to being governor since he's going around the country eating everywhere and just being yeah. a delusional <laughs> jackass. Uh, but yeah. And now he can go home and eat his feelings because he's... <laughs> Because now he's toast. So. What a, what a bizarre dude! Like seriously, what a, a yeah. Like maybe the strangest candidate of like a very strange season. Um, but <laughs> yeah, the the I guess the important thing is is that you know when Walker beat this recall, I mean he he didn't just do this alone. He's had financial backing some some kind of big power players. Financial backing, uh, the backing of conservative radio. Yep. In Wisconsin, which is incredibly powerful, which you can even um, you can even credit for uh, giving Ted Cruz the Wisconsin Republican primary because they like Wisconsin radio went all in on yeah. the anybody but Trump thing. Charlie Sykes was, and whatnot. I know. Yeah, there was a lot. Yeah. of I mean, it's it's. I got. I do got to say, and it's it's ironic with uh, with. The medium that we're talking in, but the outsized influence that talk radio has on Wisconsin politics is, is pretty interesting. It's almost from another time. Yeah, uh, it's it's really fascinating and really uh, It's it's frustrating. It's uh, it's really it's resulted in about uh, like really three counties surrounding Milwaukee, uh, Waukesha, Ozaki, and Washington. Uh, pretty much setting the tone for Republicans in Wisconsin, and um, whenever it's it's really weird. It seems like whenever Democrats win a race in Wisconsin, they can credit it to the turnout in Dane County and Milwaukee County. If a Republican wins, they can pretty much credit it to the turnout in those three counties. It's it's really really weird, and it's uh, but it is what it is. It's it's uh yeah i don't know it's just it's weird i don't like it yeah and it's i mean the ubiquity of it also i mean has to kind of seem daunting as well it doesn't seem like there's like a lot of you know there there's not a lot of progressive voices on on talk radio uh, in general no, not at all <laughs> It can seem seem a little bit overwhelming, especially when it must seem crazy because you know Milwaukee being a relatively you know cosmopolitan and, and progressive city, and to be surrounded by these you know more regressive reactionary counties that are setting the tone. It must there's a there's a fantastic um, there's a fantastic article I believe on Political last year that talked about um, how uh, Wisconsin's infrastructure spending 
basically separated, worked to separate uh, Milwaukee from its surrounding counties, um, and uh, at the same time, really isolated the African American communities in Milwaukee from a lot of the uh, major commercial areas um, in in the city. And it's basically all about Wisconsin's uh, obsession with highway spending and the freeway spending and how all of our transportation money goes into creating these beautiful freeways that people can use to get into Milwaukee for work and back safely out to their suburban homes at night and never have to see anybody else in town who thinks <laughs> any differently from them. Right. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's a really fascinating read. I think it's, it's called something like Wisconsin's Love Affair with uh, Freeways or some goddamn thing. It's on, it's, it's on Politico. Um, look for Wisconsin transportation spending. It's, it's a fascinating read because it really digs into the history of how this weird-ass, incredibly, like, polarized area of the country became the way it is. I don't know that there's really any place else in the country where you can have such a deeply blue Democratic county right next to a deeply red Republican county and have them constantly at odds with each other. Like, to the point where, like, if, if both counties had football teams, there would be there would be blood in the stands <laughs> every year that they fought each other. Literal blood running down the aisles. It would happen. Yeah, and that's uh, you know, that's not something that not ev- not everyone's used to. That you know, so it, it kind of sets yeah. it sets the scene for this. Yeah, you know, this this whole project being such a notable thing as well. That I mean, I think punk rock kind of you know the in the sort of broader sense of the term i think punk rock does really well when there's something to oppose <laughs> exactly <laughs> for sure it's it's really uh it's really good at being angry, angry at things although not as much lately it seems like one of the reasons why i wanted this project to to live and to be mostly mostly punk rock and noise rock and such is because um I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of those genres haven't been as political in recent years. I feel like hip hop's kind of uh, picked up the mantle for a lot of that. And well, I want to get that back. I mean, I think we've also entered times that are just kind of required on a, a general point of entry to be more nuanced as well. That you know, as, as right. great as great as to be able to just say "fuck Reagan" and like, "Hey, cool, that's our ethos." Fuck Reagan. Uh, you know, it's, yeah. Everything comes with a million, you know, asterisks and footnotes. <laughs> now that, <laughs> well, except for what I really mean to say is not exactly fuck Reagan, but fuck the ethos that brought him to power and this specific, you know, it's like <laughs> exactly. The next thing you know, you got a blog well, post but, going. And that's what—that's actually what's kind of great about the comp is that uh, we've got a little of everything. We've got the straight up fuck walker songs with lyrics that are basically just that and we've got some more nuanced ones like uh the midwest death rattle uh song what's uh what's wrong with the right to work it um it's uh it's practically got a book of lyrics in it that are just all like 
specific grievances about the system and and what's wrong. Right. Whereas you know, whereas, whereas uh, how about No Scott is, has lyrics that literally say "You puppet, you motherfucker." So. It's a, it's a little something for everybody. Yeah, you know, a little something, something for everyone. And uh, you know, I don't know if we mentioned this or not, but I mean, the whole thing was recorded. Uh, I mean, it was pressed even in Wisconsin as well. Like you kept this like in house, right? I mean, all the bands are Wisconsin bands. Uh, yes, all the bands are Wisconsin bands. Uh, everyone recorded. Uh, well, I should say, thirteen of the sixteen bands recorded at uh, Hall Street Studios in Milwaukee in uh, two-hour blocks over the course of a weekend to make things sound as, as urgent and lively as possible. Ray Davis. Um, the only thing uh, that wasn't done in-house was uh, or in-state was the mastering, uh, Old Colony Mastering in Boston uh, uh, offered to, to do a freebie job on the mastering for us, so we took them up on that right away. But other than that, yes, pressed by Super Duper in Madison, uh, the zine with all the lyrics printed at Clark Graphics in Milwaukee. Um, yeah, we we did it as uh, locally sourced as we could. Yeah, and the zine is a really it's a like even divorced from music, it's a it's a very interesting thing. Is there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of iconic images like there's the the Madison State Capitol from the the shutdown that happened. Yeah, uh, you know, as a background for one of them. You know, there, there's a I guess you would call it a centerfold. <laughs> <laughs> very, very racy centerfold, people. You're, you're going to walk over the coin for this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're never going to be able to unsee this, people. Uh, <laughs> no, it's 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 a zine in the so the classic sense of zinedom, which you just don't you see. I don't see that much anymore. But certainly, that's. I mean, I think it's it's an interesting part of the package, and I think it's a cool part of the presentation because not only do you get to kind of tell the story of, you know, what's going on in the, like the forward almost, but you get like all the lyrics for those that, that chose to put them in. I know that uh, the, I think it was a heavy hand said to opt out on that. Yeah. Tony's got a weird thing with people knowing his lyrics. I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, aside from that, they'll I steal your soul, dude. <laughs> they'll steal your soul. Yeah. They know your lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I also should point out that Dixie hand wrote all the lyrics uh, to all the songs from the Howell Street sessions, um, Very and nice. then uh, and then uh, Body Futures guitar player uh, Chris Mori did all of the design, which really blew our minds. We like Dixie and I uh, when he said to send scans of her uh, handwritten lyrics over to him. We thought he was just like going to take those pages and throw them in some templates to get them set up for us. And then right, all right. of a sudden we saw all this art he was throwing over at us. And suddenly it was like, Oh my God, this is uh turning out uh, once again, way better than we thought it was going to. Um, the whole problem, the whole project really just kind of snowballed from a really basic Tony and me saying, Oh, let's do a comp. Um, and then <laughs> right. Tony was going to, Tony, Tony was literally going to just take his iPad, shoot some shitty iPad video, uh, kind of hack together some videos, and we would throw them up on YouTube and be like, there, there's a companion visual to this, I guess, kind of. <laughs> right, and then, of a sort. And then, <laughs> and then uh, you know, our friend uh, 
uh, our friend Chuck, who's uh, worked in video production for uh, for various political campaigns. He worked on the Penny Baldwin campaign, um, right? And uh, just uh, recently did some work for um, Wisconsin State Senator Chris Larson, who was running for county executive uh, here in Milwaukee and uh, regrettably lost. Um, but he stepped up to do video work and ended up becoming kind of like the team lead in that department, um, kind of becoming the director of the, of the video project. Um, one of the, one of the other filmmakers, uh, Oren just walked up to me at a show at Cactus Club, um, after having not been in the same room with me for like seven years and me kind of remembering him. He said, hey, uh, I don't know if you remember me, but I bought the house you used to live in with your old roommate. Huh. Uh, tell me about this project. I want to shoot video for it. Oh, okay, wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds all right. Cool. You're on board. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, it just, it just kind of, like, went on from there. Our friend Eric from the band Tiger Knight, whose show we were at, uh, was, like, uh, sometime in October said, Hey, yeah, I, uh, just so you know, I got some, uh, some spare time coming up uh, over the winter and I can put in some, uh, put in some work editing this stuff. And he basically ended up, ended up building the DVD for us and editing like four or five songs. It's like the whole project was people just stepping up and taking this little like doofy idea that Tony and I had and just turned it into this amazing package of really well done really slick art yeah and it, it reaches across different mediums very effectively like kind of with a unified voice which is <laughs> it, it definitely yeah. seems like they're it seems like you started off with more resources and coordination than you ended up with which is great that's what you want you don't want it the other way around uh, in any exactly <laughs> in any way shape or form uh and yeah uh, I think I mentioned at the outset, but it's unintimidated scottwalker.org to get, to yes. go get it. That's where all the information is. There's uh, links to all the different bands. You can uh, And you can go to YouTube and uh, if you do a YouTube search just for unintimidated Scott Walker, you can find the YouTube channel that has all of the the videos. There's like a few more things on the DVD, but the the you know, the individual music videos of the different bands filming or, uh, or rather recording their songs are all there. So you can go kind of see what you're paying for before you actually pay for it. And, uh, send me your money. As, uh, as we all know, the Protonic Reversal listener is very discriminating with their music purchasing dollar. So they, they're, they're going to want to try before indeed. they buy a little bit, if you know what I mean. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, and just uh, last couple things. I think this is this the first Drillers release. It is. Um, I don't know if there's going to be any more. Um, it was basically Driller, Drillers was uh, as as you're uh, I'm sure aware uh, was three of the five members of the Bookburners who uh, are regrettably no more. Right. Um, and I think it seems like Drillers has become sort of a little transitionary project between Bookburners and what's happening next, because um, it's my understanding that the three Drillers have gotten together with our buddy Jim McGregor in uh, Chicago and are uh, putting a new thing together. So 
I'm really excited to see what uh, what progresses out of that. So, so you're you're saying that the Driller song could be like that Egg Hunt seven inch or something along those lines? Then yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice call. <laughs> That's what I'm here for: obscure musical references. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool. So, and that's, uh, and again, all of this is online, unintimidatedscottwalker.org. There's a Facebook page, I believe. Yes, there is. I, yeah. I like it. And unintimidatedscottwalker.bandcamp.com is where you make the actual purchase and, uh, again, can listen to the songs before you purchase them. So I think what we're going to do is uh, we'll play a few more of the songs so people can check it out. And, yeah, unless is there anything else that you wanted to, to get to while we got you? Um, just, uh, well, I I gave props to uh, a bunch of the people that worked on it. Uh, props to the bands for seriously delivering, like, the, the heavy hitting. Um, and everybody... Vote in your damn down ticket elections. Even if it ends up being Trump versus Hillary, still please turn out and vote for the down ticket shit because that's really ultimately more important than the two Yahoos up top. And you can have more impact as well. Uh, and that's absolutely that's something that, that often gets glossed over, as as you now know. Well, Rebecca Bradley, you've got the uh, you... <sighs> Rebecca Bradley, Chris Abley here in Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, I, I barely want to, it was, it was so, it was so, such a weird, uh, dichotomy of, of feelings, I guess, the night of the Wisconsin primary, seeing so many people across the country see that Bernie was winning the Democratic primary in Wisconsin and saying, way to go, Wisconsin, great job. And having us kind of sit here looking at the the down ticket results and, and like, kind of shrugging yeah, our shoulders, and going, but... "Yeah, great." <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, but asterisks, nuance, sad, yeah. boring details, ten year appointment." Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this comp is great. I think the zine is awesome, and I think it's fantastic that you did it. And I think uh, that. Anyone with half a brain would be very excited about this, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited that we, you took the time to uh, to talk to me about it. It's great to have you on again. I will take that. I will take that endorsement, and it was awesome to be on again, man. Uh, thank you very much for for having me. And Dixie, thank you too. Uh, Hi, Colin. <laughs> hey, Dixie. <laughs> Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, we'll uh, close it out here with uh, Right to Work. So this is, a, this is a Body Futures tune, and this is off of Unintimidated Wisconsin Musicians Against Scott Walker. Thanks, DJ. Thank you. You got a mission, go where the bodies are. I sure bet you got a point to make.
Okay, that was Drillers with Starving. Before that, we had Haunted Heads. Haunted Heads with 285 feet tall. Before that was Body Futures with Right to Work. Those are all songs off of the unintimidated Wisconsin Musicians Against Scott Walker. And, you know, that's what happens when uh, you're a giant dick. It's unintimidatedscottwalker.org for that. We're going to play a couple more tunes from this great compilation, and then we're out. We out. Uh, so coming up, this is this is Holy Shit. Holy Shit. Holy Shit. Which is one of the best punk rock names ever, which uh, with How About No, Scott. Really? With these fucking sirens? Really? <laughs>
was a double duty of If I Had a Hi-Fi. We had Bring Back the Guillotines, which was the hi-fi song on the Unintimidated Wisconsin Musicians Against Scott Walker compilation. And after that, a classic, uh, the antecedent, if you will, to the Scott Walker compilation, Imperial Walker, also by If I Had a Hi-Fi. Great band. The longtime band of the originator of this project. Today's guest, DJ. DJ, we salute you. Hey, that's also the show. What do you know about that? Yeah. So, hey. You've been listening to Protonic Reversal. Can you hear me now? And we thank you for that. This show happens every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on Radio Nope, radionope.com. Are we going? Podcasts are radioneutron.com. We're back. We're back. You want to check out all the old episodes? Get on that. Get on Get on the uh, archives, RadioNeutron.com. There's a lot of good stuff there. Good stuff in the future, too. As we come to the close of our broadcast day. Unintimidatedscottwalker.org for the comp. Let's check it out. Farewell transmission. Got some cool stuff coming up. Brenna's back next Signing week. Signing off. Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea. Stick with it. We ain't going anywhere. Within the sound of my voice. Except straight to the top, baby. I've got 50,000 watts of power. Electricity. Can you hear me now? Out on Route 128, dark and lonely. I got my radio on. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now?
If you're the fifth caller Or any caller at all Welcome to my top ten I'd like to thank our sponsor, but we haven't got a sponsor, not if you were the last man on earth, she was prepared to prove it, this one goes out to a special girl.
asked if this had been a real emergency. Hey, hey!